Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Gaming Adventure Club podcast. This week, we are talking about Fantasy Star Online, the Elden Ring, Outer Worlds, Doom Eternal, Torchlight, and Warcraft. But first, I am Manny G once again, and with me, as always, is TX Andyman. What's up, dude? Sounds like we have a, a full roster of games to talk about again, Manny. Dude, there is so much to talk about tonight. I am super happy and excited. We are like two days late, mm -hmm. but yes. uh, that's, uh, th you know, things happen. They do. I'm not going to say whose fault <laughs> it was or nothing. Wait, did you just sneeze? Sorry, man. I just oh. totally sneezed. Oh, no. Wow. We Dude, keep I, that. yes, uh, four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I'll leave it in. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I had it on the wrong screen. I couldn't mute. Oh, you're fine. You're all good, buddy. So right. yeah. Well, Andy, I gotta ask you. It's yes. it's been a whole week since we recorded. Mm -hmm. And I just I have to know, dude, what kind of gaming adventures have you been up to this week? Uh well, at, okay. So uh at moments I've uh played uh Destiny. PvP only. Oh, um, Destiny Two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. One? But not, not nearly, not nearly as much as I had been. I've, I've really had fun with uh, Crucible. So I just, I'll uh -huh. hop in, play some games. I'm not really doing anything anymore. Um, you know, specific. I'm not working yeah. towards anything. I'm just jumping in there. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with the sidearm meta. So uh, can't I've beat them, join them. That. That's what they That's say. Right. That's right. Uh, I love how Demon Mask caught that <laughs> there was a time when I was like, I hate this game because of sidearms. <laughs> Dude, did he go into the archive and dig that sucker out? No, no. I think, great. It, I think it did was you? just a, I think it was just a happy accident. He happened uh, to catch a, uh, a previous episode of uh, Potato Thumbs. Mm. And I, I want to say this was an episode where me and Burning Wing were on this was i think before we even started gaming adventure club so it was that long ago wow yeah yeah and and i was i guess complaining about sidearms and so he had listened <laughs> i guess he, he either listened to our episode the new episode that we just did over there and then a back uh -huh. episode and he was all like yeah. wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> so that was awesome that was awesome to to, to kind of open up that time capsule and say huh <laughs> rose colored glasses i guess that's so uh, great no but uh so yeah i've been doing that a little bit and then uh dude believe it or not uh i started playing like two well i guess one card game but i'm continuing to play gwent on my phone yeah that has been a ton of fun i've really enjoyed that uh we so you're a mobile how... gamer now that I is cool I am. let's you we should start the it. gaming adventure uh mobile show PC PC gaming is right around the corner for me. <laughs> you're gonna do it. You're gonna. You made me jump into mobile games, and now you're oh, just gonna man. just rip well, my heart out. And... Okay, I'm I'm trying to contain my my uh, my PC gaming excitement. 
but it's it's just welling over. So Andy, our Discord is in the middle of a renaissance. It, it is, is, dude. It is I a totally, revolution. I just saw that you guys co- totally bullied poor Rummy into getting a PC. <laughs> the guy went from like no, not even mentioning a PC to having one, building one in like a matter of forty eight hours or something yeah, crazy like that. Just boom, and like in three days, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so I had to replace some parts for my PC, uh-huh. and I started doing that, and then I just started replacing basically most things, and um, so I am, mm-hmm. I I basically have a rocket ship, Andy, that can go to the moon and back in less than three hours. Uh-huh. So super great. I'm really excited about it. Um, nice. So yeah, we're always talking about PCs and stuff. So that's going. So yeah. And then Milks, Milks is in there. He's been kind of collecting parts over a while. He just put a picture of his motherboard. He just put in his CPU. So we're super stoked for him. Yeah. Rum Squad just got that together. Uh, his and and just different, different people. Yes. We're just putting our PCs together. And yeah. uh so yeah, it's uh, PC Master Race. Um, we're, we're all gonna take our <laughs> Xboxes out back and our Playstations. We're gonna bury them deep in the ground, and and we're going to uh, swing our our mouse and keyboards over our head as we dance. It's gonna be great. And Andy, you're invited. Bring your mobile phone, and uh, we'll be good it'll to be, go. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So, so yeah, we are now officially uh, a PC gaming community. Hundred percent. That's all totally, we do now. You're totally every bail- every member. You're completely bailing on me, dude. That's not <laughs> cool. You're supposed to be playing console games with me. Oh, guess what I learned? What Did you, you know learn? that you can take your Xbox controller and hook it up to a PC? Yeah, it's got Bluetooth, man. So the walls are coming down, Andy. <laughs> There's no more boundaries. Okay, so if if you don't know, I've been trying to convince Andy to get a gaming PC for like over a year long time yeah yeah it's it's been a while so so uh some way somehow it's gonna happen we just have to keep the dream alive folks we we got to keep the dream alive we need andy to come in there and to play uh uh elden ring with us on pc (laughs) and uh, torchlight 3 on pc all the dorky pc rpgs that you want me to (laughs) (laughs) you gotta fall andy it's a whole new world out there Dude, you're it's the worst. New. You're the worst friend ever. All of the crack <laughs> habits that I have, you gave to me, okay? <laughs> Monster <Hey>. Hunter, Diablo. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of Diablo, Andy, weren't we mm. gonna do a Diablo podcast at some point? We are. We are. Dude, oh, Diablo's like ten years away still, okay? So Yeah, that is got... honestly that is one reason why I haven't yeah. been too stressed about it, is right. because it is so far away. It's 15 years away, bro. We'll be It's really far away. Yeah. We'll be grandparents by the time that game comes out. So. Yes, which hey, that could happen any day now. Sounds oh. cool. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> hey now. Now my oldest is only 12. We we I still have some time, I hope. Yeah, you do. So. Oh man. Well, buddy, I as far as gaming goes, my my usual been playing the Black Desert, but I've mostly been messing with my pc and and trying Mm. to figure out some overclocking stuff and and then and then before we start talking about one more story one more story uh so my wife she's a she's a photographer she has a laptop that's been needing to be replaced for a long time so we thought we're just gonna get our new laptop turns out annie i'm gonna be building her a tower she wants just like a desktop so uh, so i'm about to start building my second pc 
Damn. And uh, but this is going to be like for normal stuff, not games. Uh, we'll see. Oh man, we'll see. you're the worst. <laughs> you're the worst. Hey, uh, uh, don't do it, Manny. <laughs> Just make your <laughs> well, poor wife. I, I already bought her a a, a motherboard. Uh-huh. Um, some some RAM. I bought her a uh, a uh, thirty six hundred um uh AMD new Ryzen um the CPU. So I, mm-hmm. I'm putting to the pieces together. I'm gonna I'm gonna get her a a pretty low end graphics card, a fifteen sixty super. They're they're like less than two hundred bucks, but um it it should do everything she needs it to do. And then when she's done, my kids can play some PC games there too. So. It's a win-win for everybody. For everyone involved. That's right. That's nice. right. I'm also I've also sold my kidney so I can make this happen. <laughs> so, there you go. Rip. There you go. Oh well, man. Well, cool. Are we are we ready to uh to leave the station? Let's do it, bro. Let's All right, jump let's, on. Let's let's jump on to this. So here we go, my friends. First up, Fantasy Star Online is coming to close beta. Starting February 7th, which is only a few days away. Just around the corner. Yeah. Just so this is from from uh, news.xbox.com. The wait is finally over. The closed beta test for one of Japan's biggest online RPGs, Fantasy Star Online 2, starts February 7th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Participants will retain their progress and have a chance to obtain special in-game rewards Sign up now through the Xbox Insider Hub right on your Xbox. So this is crazy. It's a beta, but you save all your progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's 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 something right there. That's No, that's totally cool, man, especially for an MMO, right? To... Yeah, that gives you a lot of incentive to uh, mm-hmm. to jump in and to get started. I know Big Papalos is into this. He's a big fan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was so this I was... is an... An old Sega game, Andy. Have you have you played this before? Do you know anything about this game? Uh, no, I do not. As I said in, in the past, I I though before uh, Manny ruined my life, RPGs weren't really a <laughs> thing that I played. Um, but uh, but I do recall. I was telling you, I was like, "Isn't that an old game?" And you were like, "I don't know." And then I I looked it up, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I knew it was." This this goes back to like Sega days. But I you know just looking through mm-hmm. the sort of list of fantasy fantasy star games that came out it looks like they you know it's just it's i don't want to say similar to uh, final fantasy because i'm sure there are rpg purists out there that are uh-huh. like just throwing <laughs> stuff at the speaker right now but uh it, it's got a long roster of of games mm-hmm. that that it's released and um so the one i recall is probably just a, an old sort of og version i don't know that it's uh the online version um, but yeah, dude, that's, that's, uh, that's really cool. And I do recall the, 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 the only reason I remembered the game was cause it did like, I, for whatever reason, my mind goes back to like the logo and how as a kid I was like, Oh, that's a cool logo. Mm-hmm. Game seems kind of cool. And then it was like RPG. I'm like, eh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just turn my nose up at yeah. it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, it seems, uh, it seems cool. And I know Papa loves it, so that's really the extent of my knowledge. Yeah, if if you're interested in this game, then go to news.xbox.com. Check out the Fantasy Star uh, Online 2 beta page. 
And there's actually a list of a lot of different uh, times that you could participate with different quests. And there's a ton of like rewards, like mm. accessories and weapon camo, blah, blah, blah. A bunch of uh, crafting uh, consumable materials. stuff. Yeah. So, so hey, yeah, if you're, if you're into it, then they're, they're, this, this is your time. This is your time to rise up. There you go, Papa. Jump on in. Hmm. All right, Andy, this next yes. story. Mm-hmm. The Elden Ring pre-orders. What? Pre-orders are now available for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Too bad so, we don't do pre-orders, Manny. That's right. <laughs> so the Elden Ring, if you remember, if you look back to uh, E3, we remember the Elden Ring, and it was a really cool trailer. It looked great, but we know absolutely nothing about this game, but they are ready to take your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you that's why we don't do us, uh, pre-orders. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. From uh, from our friends over at uh, GameStop, uh, Games GameSpot, Spot, GameSpot. <laughs> uh, Elden Ring is the next game from Dark Souls developer from uh, Form or yeah, Form, Form Software. Software. Yep. Uh, this time, it's a collaborative effort between F- From. No, it's Form, right? No, it's called From Software. Oh, my bad. My bad, dude. Oh, it's all good. Can I start all over? If you want to, but I'm not going to edit it. I'm too busy. (laughs) You're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Elden Ring is the next game from Dark Souls developer From Software. This time, it's a collaborative effort between From Software and Game of Thrones author author, George R.R. Martin. The problem is he has too many names. That's uh, right. That's way which, too many letters. Too many first names, which should get hardcore lore fans excited. Elden Ring is also expected to return to the RPG core f- uh, from built its reputation on. Moving away f- from the more action-based gameplay of Bloodborne and Sekiro, Shadows Died Twice. Beyond that, however, details are, are scarce. Uh, though publisher Bandai Namco has confirmed the game is headed to PS4, X- Xbox One, and PC. We don't have a confirmed release date yet, but you can also pre-order it right now. So we don't know mm. when it's coming out, but we're happy to take your money. <laughs> uh, typical for the uh, first reveal of any new f- From Software game, the trailer was mostly cryptic, creepy nonsense. The eponymous Elden Ring quote-unquote, commanded the stars and gave life its fullest brilliance, but was shattered by someone or something. The trailer is punctuated by someone forging or perhaps unforging something we can't see. Story cracks, or I'm sorry, stony cracks radiating across their back from the effort. Any allusion to forging rings of power obviously evokes Tolkien and the whole thing generally has a dark mythic fantasy feeling that's very much in line with the Dark Souls series. Pre-E3 leaks suggested that the game will have an open-world format in which the player journeys through various kingdoms, slaying their rulers to take on their unique powers. That's a wow, lot that of inf- fun. That's a lot of information. It sounds like they're telling you a lot, but they're really not. Because a lot of it is like, we think, or maybe, or it yeah. seems. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we we honestly don't know a lot about this other than who's behind it. Right. 
So that makes you think, well, maybe this will be a fantastic story. We don't, we know nothing really. Right. Um, the only thing we do know is that if you go over to Amazon and check out the pre-order, it's set to release by the very last day of 2020. So what that basically mm. means is nothing. Yeah. Right. So I, <laughs> we don't know when it's coming out, but if you want to give them money, they'll be more than happy to take your money. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I think my takeaway here is look, uh, I have apparently played a Souls-like game and really enjoyed it mm -hmm. uh, in Remnant. Yeah. Uh, but that was a shooting game, right? And so yes. I don't know how I've never played a, a Dark Souls or, you know, Bloodborne or Sekiro. I've heard a lot of really good things. Um, uh, and clearly, right, like people love those games and whatnot. Um, so, I mean, it seems like, okay, well, you know, the, the, that makes you feel better. But anytime, man, the... the I mean, I guess, you know, uh, the game that shall no longer be mentioned on this podcast, but, <laughs> but, but rhymes with, uh, Phantom, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like we, we thought we knew, uh, a lot about that game and then, you know, yeah. it just completely let down. So I just, I, I don't know. Anytime I see pre-orders, I feel a little gun shy. Right. But look, there's nothing wrong with waiting. And and seeing you know as they release more information, the pre-orders are there. I'm sure they'll yeah. be there until they're no longer pre-orders, and you actually buy the game. But yeah, uh, yeah, just give it some time. Let it bake a little more. Exactly. I would rather not give somebody money that is offering me something like like a mystery thing. Right? Yeah. If like a guy on the street comes up to you with his trench coat, and he's like, hey, five buddy. bucks for whatever's behind this trench coat." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Manny, like, I don't know. Maybe it's a watch, you know, maybe, uh, well, where's your mind going, Andy? Hey, this no, is a no, 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 no. I'm, Hey, this is so, a PG podcast, bro. I'm, I'm exactly. <laughs> I'm in so, PG land. I'm, I'm going to have to tell that guy, well, I'll just have to wait for the release date because mm -hmm. I'm not going to, you know, I don't need no sneak peek. I'll just wait. <laughs> That's right. That's I'll right. just wait. You know, That's we'll right. see what the Elden Ring. And I, I really hope that this E3, we really see what this game is all about because that trailer was really intriguing. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked fantastic. I, I'm all about the whole fantasy stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do like, I do see also that whole, like, uh, that whole Tolkien reference that, the, that was mentioned mm -hmm. in this article yeah. by uh, GameSpot. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to get. But I hope we see more soon. Um, but yeah, don't don't pre-order this. That's well, and ridiculous. then you and need then to calm you, down. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's got the, the you know from software. It's got uh, Martin's name attached to it as well. Yes. Yeah, you know, there's so many reasons to be excited for the game, but we'll wait. And right? I mean, and that is what empowers this studio to ask for a pre-order before they tell you anything about it, because mm -hmm. there will be people who are like, "All right." Here's your five yeah. bucks or whatever. So, yeah, right. No kidding. Anyways, if you want to pre order, go ahead. I'm not going to, uh, I will make fun of you, but just know that I love you deep inside. We still love you. That's right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's right. So, That's right. Andy, guess what? The Outer Worlds is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Well, we knew that, but now we know this. It is coming on March 6th. Mm. Yay. So, this is yeah. from The Verge, The Outer Worlds, the Obsidian based uh, first person 
RPG is released on Nintendo Switch on March 6th. The company announced today. The game's uh, the game's Switch port was announced in July last year before uh, an investor's... Boy, I'm terrible at reading it out loud. Before an investor call confirmed that it would arrive early 2020. Now, however, we know the exact date. Okay, I'm not going to read anymore because uh, I'm, I'm a train wreck. Struggle so anyways... Us. We all know Obsidian, right? Mm -hmm. They are the original creators of the Fallout uh, franchise. They invented it, Andy. That RPG blood runs through the veins of the Obsidian employees. They brought us the Outer Worlds. And to great success, right? People love the game. It's available now on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, fantastic experience. You could now experience, well, now as in March 6th, be able to experience it on the Nintendo Switch. I think that's really cool. I like that. I like that they're bringing um, more and more titles to the Switch. I don't have a Switch. I just uh, I just don't have one. Maybe somebody, yeah. uh, if you're not using it, you could send it my way. I could play with it. But yeah, that's really cool. I like that. And it, I think the, the Nintendo has done a great job with the Switch. And mm -hmm. they have done a great job with working with partners to bring more titles to the switch, mm -hmm. but there always seem to be, some, you know, somewhat of a tweaked version to get it to play on that little thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's incredible what they can do on, on, on that machine, right. That small little machine, but yeah, I mean, especially depending on the size of the game, right. The, I mm -hmm. imagine the bigger the game, the harder it is to, you know, squeeze all that content. Yeah. Uh, like into... look at the Witcher that just came out. Mm -hmm. uh it's apparently not the best port you've ever seen right. but then look at diablo 3 diablo 3 is an amazing port on there war uh, i thought i thought warframe mm -hmm. uh was good on there it is good on there it's fun i i yeah. the, i just don't like that i have to play with a control like a actual controller on it yeah um, you'd rather play with mouse and keyboard touche many um but uh, but no, dude. Uh, the, I think this game. Uh, you know, I I I I have faith in it, man. I think it'll be a good port. I think people will like it, and I, the fact that it's portable uh, will make it that much more appealing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's the type of game that I think matches up well with the Switch mm -hmm. because it's a single player game. You offline. could kind of just yeah, offline. You could play whenever yeah. you want. Right. And make progression whenever you want. Kind of mm -hmm. like a, a good RPG on a on a like the on any mobile platform really. Something yeah, you can right. just you know, you have a few minutes, you can play or yeah. you can just hang out on your couch or your bed and just play all night. For sure. Yeah. So, really cool. And I'm I'm actually Great. I'm excited to see what Obsidian has planned for the future. They've already announced that they're going to bring some content to the Outer Worlds some DLC. So that's pretty awesome. We weren't sure mm -hmm. if that was ever going to happen, but they said, yeah, because they were so successful. Mm -hmm. But I, I hope we hear more from obsidian by the time E3 rolls around. And, uh, it's, it's going to be E3 before you know it. Like we're already March almost almost. halfway through February. Yeah. I'm saying March. We're basically March. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's just about summer already. <laughs> like I, I am like looking for the suntan lotion. Yeah, you are. All right, Andy. Doom Eternal. Doom yes. Eternal. Now, Doom is um, it's a Bethesda property, right? Boo. But 
Doom Eternal will not have any microtransactions. Because they put them all in uh, Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> but, Ed, tell us the story from, uh, from our friends at Dual Shockers. All right. Doom Eternal will not have any... Trans- any transactions whatsoever. I'm sure they mean microtransactions. <laughs> and cosmetics will be unlockable only by earning experience points. At least that's what creative director Hugo Martin has confirmed through a Facebook comment. In a Facebook comment that has been screen capped and shared online, Hugo Martin has confirmed that the upcoming Doom Eternal will contain cosmetics, but players will have to unlock them by earning XP. What a concept. Martin explains to a Facebook user that the game will not have a store and that those cosmetics just look cool and will not impact the game's performance. He goes on to explain, Eternal is a $60 game, not a free-to-play game or a mobile game. We're giving you a complete experience with no store just like you'd expect. So if you want to have a fancy-looking weapon, you've got to earn it. And like Martin suggests, unlockable skins with XP is a part of the experience if you care about that stuff or... You can completely ignore it. What? Yeah. This, this doesn't, dude. Does Bethesda's PR know about this guy? Manny, is it 1986? What is happening? Have we have we turned back the clock? Dude, uh, I think there's a rogue agent down here in this uh, in this uh, studio. Yeah, this is this sounds nothing like uh, a, a Bethesda property, right? Oh, this it's so crazy. sad. It's so sad that we think that now, right? How I mean, what? Oh, a year they and a half ago? to think that. A year and a half ago? Yeah. Would we have said the same thing? No. Yeah, May, not not like this. Yeah. Not, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yeah. after we've been done dir- so dirty like this. Fool me once, Bethesda. Fool me once. So, um, yeah, yeah, dude. It sounds super cool. It sounds super cool that uh, they're... they're seemingly giving us what what we've always had historically right just a game an experience yeah uh and and everything in that game is unlockable through gameplay right no hidden fees or anything crazy like that right now i'm sure you know there we'll see some dlc or expansions or whatever however right they they've they've probably developed this game you know, to a degree, and now they're just like breaking it up into pieces. Like, okay, this mm-hmm. we'll give them this for sixty bucks, and in six months we'll announce a DLC, and this will be the DLC, and we'll sell that for forty bucks. And you know <laughs> what I mean? So I'm sure so, they'll make their money, but um, yeah. but it's nice that we don't have to worry about microtransactions. Yeah, I think that is actually very nice. Mm. This is definitely not really expected. You know, everybody kind of was thinking uh, they're gonna pull a Bethesda on us with this. Yes. But do you think, Andy, this is just just a, a an observation, just a question. The success of Jedi Fallen Order, and this was kind of another story that popped up, but we didn't we're not really gonna cover it, but they they sold over eight million copies. Mm-hmm. And th- it's also a game without any microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Do you think that kind of emboldened Bethesda to say, hey, we can double down on this? Because you get so much good community like uh, support for releasing a, a, an actual game that's finished that right. doesn't ask you for more money outside of the box price. Well, and then think about how many people are playing on several platforms, right? Like that's mm-hmm. got to be something that that uh, that. 
that's happening now, right? Like you, for instance, you know, you're on uh, Xbox, right? And, yeah. and now you're switching over to PC or you've had a PC, but, you know, you're more invested in your PC now. So, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are titles that you own across both of those platforms, right? Look at Iceborne, yes. right? Iceborne is another example, although Iceborne is more of an RPG, mm-hmm. uh, where it released first on console. People, I'm sure, bought it there to get the experience. And then now, right, going to PC, oh, you know, it's it's so much prettier. It runs smoother. It plays different, right? Because games do that. Play yes. differently on PC versus console. Um. So how many people are like double purchasing these IPs or or more, right? If if mm-hmm. it's on more platforms, so that's got to be a thing that they you know they have they can take into account and say, well, hey, look, how much is enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm sure if you ask, uh, uh, was it Take Two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Andy, Everything. I think some of these studios might be seeing the value of having fans. Yes. Of having a group of people that just love what you do and will support you 100% and will always give you money for the yes. things you create for them. Mm-hmm. That is so important. But because it, it's, it's to the, in today's world, there's such a huge contrast between that and see, looking at a product and just seeing it as a transaction. You know, so yeah. like over time, that's what kind of happened between me and, and like Blizzard Entertainment. After a while, I stopped loving them as a fan and started treating them as somebody who is producing a product. And I thought if I liked it, I'll buy it. If I don't like it, I will not buy it. I don't care like who works there. I don't care like what you stand for. If you have a product I want, fine. If you don't, then no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's different, right? It's different because because years ago, like 10 years ago, they used to have my loyalty. I loved them. I bought games that they produced that I never even played because I wanted to support them as a studio. That's how much I loved blizzard back in the day. So that is that, that is a a relationship that a lot of, uh, 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 development teams have with the people that are making games for. And whenever you do something like this, what they're doing with doom, you're kind of reaching out to your, your community and you're saying, look, we love this IP. We love you because you love this IP. We're going to do something. We're going to make something that's fantastic. That's going to live up to its name, such a beautiful high standard. And we're going to give it to you at one asking price and you get to keep it and enjoy it for as long as you want. And when, when your people take that, when, when your customers, your fans take that, they love it. And then they're going to live and breathe doom eternal. And guess what? For years and years to come, they're going to mention doom eternal. And they're going to say, this was an amazing experience. You haven't played it. You should play it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Right. Well, that has a lot of value, I think. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that's what's happened with, um, you know, games like the Witcher, right? Yes. How many, how many years and how many, uh, how many, how many times have they sold that game? You know, yeah. and it's and it's like you said, right? It's the fan base, right? It's it's loyal fans that stick with you. Yeah. So. It's it's so it's so important. But I, I am I am happy to see this. They did delay Doom because they wanted to play excellently. Doom is the type of game that when you sit down be when you sit down behind a mouse and a keyboard, Andy, <laughs> and you fire up Doom, it's like you're you're firing up a Ferrari. 
yeah. and you need that car to, to rumble a certain way and to, to vibrate, to shake, to make a certain noise, to give you a certain feeling, right? That's what Doom Eternal is. You sit down and you just take off, dude, full speed ahead. And it's like you're 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 having an experience that's unlike any other. Now I haven't played it, so why am I saying all this stuff? Actually, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN has a, a glowing review of of Doom Eternal, and not necessarily a review. I don't think reviews are out, but it's uh, just his experience. He got to play the game, and uh, that, that's kind of how he described it. He's he's he loves it, totally loves it. So nice. Anyways, nice. Yeah, Doom Eternal. So. Speaking of doing things for the fan, Andy, this is really good news, and I am so happy about this. So, Torchlight Frontiers is no longer Torchlight Frontiers. It is now Torchlight 3, and it's no longer a free-to-play game, nor is it an MMO, but it is going to be released on Steam, and they are just going back to the roots of just an action RPG. Oh, nice. Yeah, heck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so this is from uh, PC Gamer. It's been a bit of a rocky road for the upcoming Torchlight game. Developer Runic Games, maker of Torchlight 1 and Torchlight 2, was closed back in 2017. And Torchlight Frontiers, the world-shared RPG being made by... Ictra Games was delayed from a 2019 release to a 2020 release. It's about time for some good news then. Torchlight Frontiers is now Torchlight 3, and it's just not a simple change of title. Now here's a quote. Along with the name change comes a major shift in our design approach to Torchlight 3. Torchlight 3 will be released as a premium title for one box price. You will own the game and be able to play the way you want, online or offline. They also went on to say, Andy, that there is not going to be any kind of microtransactions anymore. Mm-hmm. That was how they were originally going to monetize the entire game was it was going to be free and you'd have to pay for anything, everything right. as you go. Mm-hmm. So this is all based on feedback that they've had from their from their alpha, their closed alpha test. And the people love Torchlight. It's a fantastic game. I played Torchlight, really loved it. It's such a cool game. Mm-hmm. It is just think Diablo, but kind of cartoon. And, uh, you know, it, it has a lot of really neat systems. It's got a cool pet system and all kinds of stuff. Really cool, really fun. But they, they just, they wanted to make it different. They wanted to make it into an MMO. And I was kind of okay with it. And I thought... Well, this this could work, you know, because I like playing Diablo, but I like playing with friends. So I kind of thought it'll just be more of that. But the whole free-to-play model basically mm-hmm. scared everyone. Yeah. Because that would mean every little inch, nook and cranny would have to be uh be monetized. Mm-hmm. So it's it 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 wasn't looking good. People weren't feeling right. So they decided to change the entire game. So it's going to be more of a a sequel than just a a reimagining. So I'm excited for it, Andy. Yeah. But what about you, man? Have you ever played a Torchlight game? I have not. I have not. And uh, the fact that you say it's it's like anything, anytime I hear anything compared to Diablo, either I get excited Uh or... I get excited and then I remember 
But Anthem said it was going to be like Diablo 3. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they did. Uh, So uh, I I have not. I had not played this game. uh, But the fact that you're you're comparing it to Diablo makes me very interested and intrigued in it. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, dude. And, and you know me. And look, any game, even if it's a game that, uh, you know, sight unseen, right? Oh, it's a it's yeah. a free to play game driven by microtransactions. Like instantly, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm on the defensive, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, because the only game that I can think of that's monetized decently uh, has been Warframe, and we've mentioned it mm-hmm. a bunch of times before. But even yeah. that game, dude, like, man, if you just look at the the like take take the 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 game and the developer out of it, right? And just say, hey, what if I were to tell you that I have this game and it's free to play and this is how I monetize it? Mm-hmm. People would probably be pretty upset, right? They'd yeah. Be like, what? You know, experience boosters, what? You know, like all this <laughs> other stuff, right? Yeah. Um. So even a well-monetized game, like just it's like, man, I really wish I didn't have to consider paying for the convenience of speeding this grind up, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's a huge difference, right? A, a game like Diablo that I can either a, a play it just normally and no microtransactions in it and just play the game like I do Diablo or uh, I don't have to pay $60 for it, but it's going to take me forever to get all the stuff unless mm-hmm. I give them my money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And those boosters aren't cheap, man. Like Warframe, I mean... You know, they sell boosters. You can get everything in the game, but those boosters, man, are expensive. You know, mm, they're really yeah. expensive. Uh, and so, you know, I'd almost rather pay for the game, 60 bucks, than give you, you know, 10 or 15 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. 12, 20 times over the course of the, the <laughs> lifespan of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm super happy about this because now... I could. I feel like, uh, like when I first learned about Torchlight Frontiers, I was pretty excited about it. But yeah, the whole free to play model always gave me pause. But now mm. I have like just like an actual excitement. Like I'm really looking forward to this game now. Sometime later this year, mm. and I don't have any reservations. I don't have anything that's telling me ah, but this is but this is gonna yeah right. exactly. There's no exactly. but in my excitement. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty stoked. But it's it's gonna follow the regular formula of an action RPG. Like Diablo has, you know, Act One, Act Two, Act Three, right? Mm-hmm. So in the similar way, it's gonna follow along a particular progression path that's structured like a typical action RPG would be structured. So it's I I I've seen a lot of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. it's out there on YouTube. You can check it out. There's a lot there. There's a lot of different unique characters. It has its own style, its own kind of steampunk style. Mm-hmm. Looks mm-hmm. really good. So I'm, I'm hundred percent going to play this game. Looks, looks great. And now I have a uh, super excitement, no reservations. Very cool. I can't so, wait for it, man. Yes. So Andy, that brings us to our next story. So we're talking about, uh, uh, we're talking about how how you can take like an IP like Doom and you can preserve its integrity and you can take it and and, and acknowledge that this is a, a cornerstone of gaming. 
right? Not just for mm-hmm. Bethesda, but for games as a whole. Doom is one of those franchises that define games. So, you know, even if even younger people, they have to know that that a part of what we have in games now was defined by Doom. Another game that did that, Andy, was a game called Warcraft. A long mm-hmm. time ago, an RTS, a real-time strategy game, it defined the genre and and more so, it was at its time as far as gaming cultures go, it was a gaming cultural revolution. Warcraft, Warcraft, uh, Warcraft Three. It is something that that the story was transformative in the in the minds of people who played it. This is where fans were one. People mm-hmm. would play Warcraft Three, and their hearts would be changed. They were they would then be long time, if not forever, Blizzard fans because of the ability that Blizzard had to tell a story, to paint a picture, and to give you this fiction that was just so moving and fantastic and great. So two years ago, Andy, Mm -hmm. Blizzard made an announcement that people were so happy about. They were going to remake Warcraft 3, and they called it Warcraft 3 Reforged. Mm. Well, Andy, Warcraft 3 has been released, mm-hmm. and it is one of the lowest rated games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> After 22 critical reviews, the meta score is 60. Okay. And what the user score of 0.5 from 25,000 ratings. Wow. 0. Wow. 0.5. Now, just to not be like super sensational right like mm-hmm. the critical reviews are the critics uh scores are correct exactly so okay. the critical reviews are like forbes right ign yes all of those uh those uh uh those news the gaming news outlets sites right uh yeah. and then the user score would be us right the people yep. that go so anyone who it, goes on there and makes an account it seems like the the user score is is a, a bit like it's it sounds like they're review bombing them, right? Well, <laughs> yes and 0. no. 5. Sixty for a for a a, a critical score. Sixty right. is very low. Absolutely. Like if your game is getting a sixty, no one's mm-hmm. buying your game. Pretty much. Yes, like that it's, is. It's no, it's a stinker for sure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But but. but Point five, it seems like that's like whoa. Like, does it eat like point five? I would expect like it doesn't even turn on. But it sounds yeah. like there there are issues like that, right? Where there's like <laughs> it doesn't work. None of yeah. the things you told us would be here. Or Funny here. you say that, Andy, because for some people <laughs> it didn't turn on. Oh my gosh. Okay. So okay, Andy, let's let's have a little back and forth here, man. You okay. you take us through these bullet points that we got yes. here from from forbes they from did a forbes. good job at kind of summing this up mm-hmm. and, and we'll take each of these points and, and see what we can discover here it's issue number one <laughs> <laughs> from uh from forbes uh blizzard promised better cutscenes with improved graphics cinematics and voice work but what they showed off at blizzcon even as far back as 2018 is not what we got in the final game you can compare the blizzcon blizzcon footage here to the release here mm-hmm. to see what I mean. So there are links provided to uh, comparison yes. videos. Um, but Andy, uh, I saw these videos. 
Okay. They're 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 day and night. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Blizzard promised over four hours of newly created cutscenes to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So imagine Andy, if you know when you were a young man, you played Warcraft three, turned you into a Blizzard fan for life, and oh, the Warcraft universe is is ingrained in your heart and soul. It, it defines who you are as a gamer today. They promise you that they're going to remake this amazing experience and they're going to to recreate these these fantastic cutscenes mm-hmm. to make them like alive again, right? Today's standards, mm. none of it exists. None mm. of it. It's not real. It was not true. Gosh. Yeah. Pull the wool over us. Sounds like they pulled a an anthem on us. <laughs> Yep. So the the next point here is that uh, gamers, they're reporting numerous bugs, crashes, hangups, assets not loading, and many other problems that shouldn't exist in a remaster of a Mm. decade-old game. Some are saying the UI looks worse than before. Others are saying the game in general looks worse, though this is subjective. Mm-hmm. So my point with this here is that they did farm out all of these graphical in- updates to another studio. This wasn't even done in in-house in Blizzard. Mm-hmm. So w- which isn't in an itself like that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But most what what I'm seeing here is that there's a lot of the unique animations that a lot of the characters are supposed to have and did in the original game. They don't even have a lot of unique animations anymore. It's kind of like a stripped down version. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. the the polygon count is way up, so the so the little characters look way better. The graphics, but they're not right. animated right, mm-hmm. and it's it's just it looks like a rushed mess. But they've been working on this for years. Yeah, and also there was another article that I just read that it's been discovered that the main menu of the game is actually a web app that is running on Chrome Mm -hmm. that it's that, uh, and, and one reason and I also read that one reason why that would be done is just for timing. Like that's Mm -hmm. something you can do quickly. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what is going on here? Why do you need to do stuff quickly? If you've been working on this for years. Right. And, and, and Manny just, uh, I may be getting ahead of myself here, but I think it, it, uh, it's a good time to sort of insert this. Mm-hmm. My understanding that, like like you said, these features, right, these animations, these graphics and all this stuff was promised. And then, like, as time progressed, they were starting to say, like, oh, well, that's no longer going to be a thing. Or the, even, like, encroaching upon the release to be like, you know, a lot of the stuff started kind of like, well, no, well, that's not going to happen after all. Like, they just straight up, like, bailed on a lot of the the features that they said they were going to put in there is, is that correct or well, as, as far as I know, mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff was a surprise, complete really? surprise. There was no, there was no like leading up to the release where they're saying this has been cut. This has been cut. This has been cut. This like, is oh, like, no. we decided not to put that in there. <laughs> yeah. There's some oh other gosh. crazy stuff here too. Let's, let's keep going, man. All right. Many users have been experiencing logging it. Wait, did I read that already? 
No, I haven't. Uh, yeah. the, experiencing login and connectivity issues as well, connecting to custom matches, or even accessing the campaign has been an issue for many. So like when you said like it doesn't even work, Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, it, the game doesn't even work. Like it doesn't Jeez. run. Uh, yeah. Now this this right here is super interesting. Now that both Reforged and the original game are on the same online infrastructure, these connectivity issues will impact the original as well. So wait, so, the, yes. the new game has ruined the original game is what you're saying. The new game has actually ruined the original game. Oh yes. my gosh. Totally true wow. statement. Because the entire backend infrastructure on Battle.net was changed for, for the new war- game. Yeah, for the new game. <sighs> so it's actually now the same client. So if you have the original Warcraft 3, and, and Andy, there are actually people who have been Still playing, playing the original Warcraft 3 all this time. <sighs> there are people who have been playing this entire time, Andy, for over a decade. And their game has now been ruined. And it it gets worse. Now look at some of these things. Some basic features of the original are no longer in the remaster. Now keep in mind, Andy, this is now one game. So if you didn't pay for the reforge, you still got it. You don't, you just don't get like the graphical update or anything like that. It's actually like a switch. You could actually switch from the old to the new. You just don't have access Uh to the switch. If you didn't give them any money, but it's actually uh-huh. the same game now. Okay. So, 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 <laughs> so they, they had in, in the original Warcraft, they had these automatic tournaments that you can play against people. They had clans, they had profiles, they had competitive ladders. Yeah. All of that is gone overnight. Gone. So, <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So what you're saying is that the so, the uh-huh. features that were already in the game that I own, yes, I I don't have access to. No, they're gone. They've because been the back end was re rewritten, and it destroyed all that. What? Imagine Andy, if you and I were friends ten years ago, and imagine if the Gaming Adventure Club was not just about any game. It was all about this game. And we had tournaments and we had a clan and we had competitive yeah. stuff all the right. time. Like that was our that was our weekend. That's what we did. Yes. And then this game comes out and that is totally gone. Well yeah, because the worst part is and you did nothing, right? Like nothing yeah. like oh I don't want to play that game. I'll just we'll just stay with this old one guys so that we can keep doing what we do. And nope yeah. doesn't matter. You just it broke your game. Yes. Oh, crazy. Man, that's the worst. Why would you do that? Another another thing that they did is they changed the user agreement so that any kind of custom game that you make, because like it came with a lot of tools and right. you were able to make all kinds of cool stuff. That's why people played it for so long, because you can be a creator in this game. Right. The, the like Dota, Dota, Dota 2, that mm-hmm. all was a Warcraft mod. So we know how big Dota is. Dota is like massive, one of the largest games in the world, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, crazy Mm -hmm. massive. They released a video on YouTube, you know, millions of views right away. Boom. It's crazy. Super popular, right? Um, 
So what Blizzard has now changed in their uh, in their user agreement is that if you create anything at all, anything yeah. at all, it is it's, Blizzard's property. It's theirs. Yeah. So if you so like, some so if some guy cre- creates the next Dota and it catches fire like that, Blizzard yeah. doesn't have to worry about licensing or any of that stuff because no. it belongs to them. Exactly. Like recently, <sighs> like was it last year where the whole auto battler came out, Dota uh, Underlords, right? So that was kind of a really big thing. That's kind of what happened, right? It was a genre that came out of something because you're yeah. able to call it mod a game and stuff and it blew mm-hmm. up and the creators, they're successful. They're able to sell that property and stuff and really cool story. Uh, Blizzard that happened to them once with Dota, they have ensured that it'll never happen again with their, with their property. Anything you make is theirs and it's worded in such a way, Andy, that if you make something and if Blizzard takes it as their own and it becomes huge, they do not even have to credit you as the creator. They don't even have to give you credit. That sucks, man. So it's, it's a hundred percent theirs crazy completely different than the way it's always been that's something they felt they needed to do wow so and this last point is interesting there is an update to it but i'll go ahead and read it fans are attempting to get refunds some with Mm -hmm. more success than others i'm not sure how accurate it is but others are reporting users being banned from blizzard forums for complaining or asking for refunds so another thing that i read and it's not a part of this article here is that there were a lot of posts of people demonstrating or showing people how to do chargebacks. How do you get your money back and, and different things? And they were mm-hmm. saying that their accounts were being uh, banned for helping people get refunds. So Jeez. I don't know how much of that is true, but there is an update. Blizzard is now accepting all requests for refunds, regardless of playtime. <laughs> so they had to, uh, they had to do yeah. something because I'm sure legal action wasn't too far away. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess, dude. What a mess. How is it that a multi-million dollar company yeah. in this day and age can completely whiff on something? And I'm not just speaking to uh, Blizzard here. I mean, how yeah. many times has this happened already? It's Maybe. crazy. With EA, with Bethesda, with, I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Yeah. Like, man, it, it's like, uh, it, it really is like the era of, you know, the de- like the developer not even having a say in their, their art, right? Their mm-hmm. creation. It seems yeah. like it's a bunch of suits that want to make money and say, like, hey, man, just put it out there. And and mm-hmm. someone is trying to explain to them like no if we do it's going to be bad for us well we're we'll still make millions we'll be yeah. fine right and they will but then sure. your company what comes after right ask Ubisoft what comes after right <laughs> like, yeah what yeah like oh this was a like a monumental failure right so it's good right <laughs> yeah. now but mm-hmm. next go around or in you know next quarter. Right. When the when the when the rebound happens, you know? Yes. It's like, man. So Blizzard, they they did finally issue an official response to all this. But Mm. um, Andy, if you have pigs 
and you take uh, some water, you put it in a giant bucket, you get your pig in there and you wash them real good. And then, you know, your pig leaves. Then you have yeah. this big bunch of, of, of nasty, dirty water, right? Dirty they call water. it hogwash, right? Yeah. That's what Blizzard did. They gave oh. us a bunch of hogwash. Like that's their response. <laughs> it, it was, uh, so, so I went through their response. Yes. Uh, it was written by lawyers and PR people. Right. Uh, yes. No one that has an actual soul that cares one bit about this actual issue here. It was it was complete uh, malarkey, baloney, yeah. with a capital uh. B, like balagna. It was it's I I thought about going through it, but it's like no, this is just a bunch of garbage, one hundred percent. So much so, Andy, that like we, people have been saying this for years. Yeah. But yeah. it is true. The blizzard that we knew and loved is long gone. Yeah, and it's man. sad. Yeah. All the people who made Blizzard what it was, they're not with the company anymore. There mm -hmm. are, you know, the, you can go through like a huge list of so many people that were with Blizzard and that were so impactful. There are still some people there at Blizzard that I really, really, really like, but there are so few and so powerless. Mm -hmm. They can't affect the kind of change that people would want to see. So what is sad to me about this entire Warcraft thing is that Blizzard has ruined Warcraft. And they've ruined it in such a way, Andy, that they've demonstrated to us that they are no longer the Blizzard of old. They used to be, when it's finished, we'll release it. They used to be yeah. players and games first. Mm -hmm. This last year, they demonstrated that that was not true, right? Yeah. Through the whole thing with Blitzchung and how they handled that. And, you know, even people who wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. This today tells us that that blizzard that we once loved is completely gone. So this new Activision blizzard, they're just, you know, it's a storefront. It's, yeah. it's, it's a company that is saying, I have a product. Do you want to buy it? I look at it. I mm -hmm. say yes. Or I say no. And I have no heart for them anymore. Yeah. It's a sad day for me, Andy. Oh man. Yeah. No, I know. I know that you, um, you, have a lot of really good memories with uh with that franchise specifically right um but uh but yeah, yeah dude i mean i think i think uh, you said it best right like you know time passes people move on right to other things or yeah. they're pushed out right because certain elements in that uh business uh, want to um obviously uh, they they prioritize the investors over uh, your consumers, but I think mm -hmm. in this specifically, right in this genre, uh, I don't believe that to be a prudent choice. You know, yeah. But uh, but I think it's like you said, man. Right, like with everything else, and not just this game. Although this one, I'm sure, hurts or stings a little bit more simply because of you know the franchise and and how special it is to you, right? Um, yeah, but it's like all the other stuff that we've just been through. It seems like, man, you you almost have to, regardless of who it is, right? Just come at 
the the come at it with your eyes wide open and say, okay, what do you got? Let's see. You know? Yeah. No, I'm not going to give you money before I see the product. Put the product on the table. And then I'll look at it and I'll see if that's something that I'm interested in. Bob, but we'll give you this shiny hat that'll tell everybody that you were one of the first, you know? Yeah. But those yep. things lose, they, they, you know, as the years go by, they lose their value, right? Because, because it's nothing. It's like you said, right? It's just a storefront, man, you know? And that stuff wears out and we're going to move on. We're going to move on because the byproduct of it being a storefront is that games like even wow right that's been supported yeah. for how many years now manny oh yeah forever yeah long time like those games are gone those games don't exist anymore right because there's no money in right there's no mm-hmm. money in them uh uh staying with the same game for years and years and years and just releasing expansions right the money is uh oh you know we're going to make a storefront and we're going to sell you things and trinkets and you know boosters and all this other stuff right and just get more and more money out of you that just you know they want us to set the the bar not them right but it's yeah. something's going to give man something's going to give dude it's i i really do believe you know we've seen sort of um uh little signs of like you know uh legislature that's passing or you know th- this politician who's you know kind of paying attention now and i think that it's you know whether however you feel about regulation right this is where it gets sort of you know out of control and so this is the other the other end of that right there's there's you know there's tyrannical rule, right? Like you have to follow all these, you know, laws and 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 rules that that we have in place. Nobody wants that, but we don't want the other thing either, mm-hmm. where it's the wild west, you know, and people we're the ones that lose. So someone has to step in, I think, and sort of start regulating this and saying, "Hey, look, you can't just put garbage out and expect people, you know, there are lemon laws, there are all these things that yeah. protect us, you know, protect the consumer." And I think that you know, something like that uh, might be in our future. I'm not asking for it. I'm just saying, like, it's ridiculous how, uh, you know, how we're getting taken advantage of, you know? And it's not just the microtransactions anymore. Now it's like the stuff that they say, oh, hey, look, we got this thing. We're going to remaster it. And then they don't take any time or effort to do that, right? The right way. They just like, eh. (laughs) How much money do you want to bet? That we'll get put a, some lipstick on that pig. That pig we just washed. Yeah, <laughs> gotta fix him up. Get him some lipstick so he could sit down at the dinner table with us tonight. That's right. That's right. So yeah, I, I, uh, how much do you want to bet that we're gonna have a in a few months a Jason Schreier article about what went wrong? Oh yeah, I'm sure people I, are I'm, talking. I'm looking forward to it, bro. Me I'm too. Looking forward to it. So yeah, anyway. hopefully one day some of these. Publishers and developers will realize just how important good fans are to have. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, speaking of fans, uh, mm. thanks to all of you who like us enough to help us out financially. We appreciate that. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, for all of you who have went to gamingadventureclub.com slash support and helped us out there. We really appreciate it. And uh Yeah. Sorry, uh, hey, sorry we were two days late. I was gonna say really? I appreciate them being patient with us, but the good thing is there's a, <laughs> there's, a, there's gonna be a shorter wait for the next episode, guys. Yes, <laughs> we probably. 
Probably. Yes. So if you have any uh, any feedback for us, just go to gamingadventureclub.com and there's a little place you can put some feedback in there. Or if you want to join the community, go to gamingadventureclub.com slash discord and jump on in. Absolutely. It's a fun place. Yes. Not the indeed. Wild West, I assure you. Yes, not too wild. <laughs> not too wild. But uh, until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week. Take care of each other.